0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know, one of my best friends is Christian McLeod, the president of the Asheville Cryptid Society. And uh, he and I are constantly uh, talking about uh, cryptid stories, and and we disagree on a lot of things, uh, friendly disagreements. We always are debating each other because he believes that many of these cryptids are more flesh and blood, uh, just biological organisms that are sort of stuck uh, out there and hiding in the woods. And uh, I think that most of these things are something uh, interdimensional or maybe extraterrestrial, hence the uh, lack of more extensive physical evidence. But this is the 50-year anniversary, this October, of the famous Patterson Bigfoot film. Yes, it was shot in 1967 in Bluff Creek. And, uh, you know, if, if you have an image of Bigfoot that pops into your head, there's a good chance it's the image from that 16-millimeter film footage. And, you know, I have studied uh, cryptids just about as long as I've studied ghosts. And, um, you know, I I analyze footage all the time uh, of all kinds and uh, I'm my greatest expertise is definitely in analyzing supposedly ghostly stuff Um, and in fact in the future podcast I want to talk a little bit more about some tips on how to analyze uh, photos and audio recordings and frankly a lot of things that people send me just cannot be analyzed that's because there's just not enough information in the image to draw any kind of conclusion. So I get really excited when I get something that looks, you know, really interesting and I can uh, verify all the players involved, et cetera. But, um, that said, when it comes to, decrypted stuff, um, you know, uh, th- that Bigfoot footage, that Patterson footage, it really, it really is special. Um, I even have some casts, some Bigfoot casts, at my Asheville Mystery Museum, and of course one of them is from uh, that site, Bluff Creek, and, you know, it always makes it confusing whenever you have some kind of activity that gets a lot of publicity, because inevitably you have jokers and pranksters who come out, and they start um, creating havoc and chaos and the contaminating scenes and making fake footprints and... um, trying to exploit the situation. So that's something that you always deal with, especially when it comes to these cryptid stories. So that makes it confusing as an investigator because, you know, when you do what I do, you try to take this stuff as seriously as possible. And you can't really blame people who don't take it seriously from just uh, making a joke of it and, uh, and messing things up. They just don't get it if they don't believe that there's some truth to it. So anyway, I bring all this up because uh, in studying that case, one thing I always thought was really interesting is that, uh, you know, Bob Gimlin was a a woodsman who was with Roger Patterson. They were both on horseback at the time this encounter supposedly happened. And Bob Gimlin has maintained all these years that uh, if there was some kind of a hoax, that it was a he was a victim of it but he he knew nothing about it and he said it was um quite striking to realize that he said if if Roger had somebody out there in a suit he was taking a hell of a risk because I had a loaded rifle with me and I am known to be a hunter and it would have been very easy for me to take a shot at this thing so that's an interesting point but um, I think, you know, what I really want to uh, to bring to the surface here in terms of my opinion is that, you know, I am not a, a great uh, expert at analyzing cryptid videos because I'm not a biologist, I'm not an anatomist, and you need all those kinds of skills to do proper uh, animal footage examination and evaluation. Um, and I... You know, I think that even though these things uh, may be interdimensional, that doesn't mean that they're not perfectly physical when they are here, which makes it even more mind-boggling. But most especially, if you go back and you look at um, some of these movies from the past that were, you know, special effects, uh, groundbreaking masterpieces like like Star Wars, for example. Star Wars came out in in 1977, 10 years after the Patterson film was shot. Um, Or you look at, say, like the Indiana Jones movies in the 1980s, or you even look at some of the movies like the sci-fi blockbusters in the 1990s, I guess, like Independence Day and stuff like that. Even those movies, now, in the year 2017, you can look back at those films, and the special effects look very obvious and kind of cheesy. Now, at the time when those movies came out, they looked amazing because they were breaking new ground. I mean, even when you know, I remember when I saw Jurassic Park. I'm sure you do as well. At the theater for the first time, you say, "Wow, look at that! Those dinosaurs look real." Now you see Jurassic Park, you can tell, obviously, You know, it looks more like they are computer animation. And that's because that as time goes on and you're exposed to more imagery, then you have more data for your brain to pick and choose from to draw connections, to look at references, to see if something looks like it fits into the real world or is produced by Hollywood. So this is a natural process that you go through as time goes on and that allows you to look at uh, images and discern more easily between what might be real and what might be bullshit. That said, I got to tell you, folks, uh, every single time I watch that Patterson film from 50 years ago, it it looks good to me. (laughs) I mean, I got to be honest with you. I mean um I, there's no point in me breaking down specifics because that has been done a million times there are many great documentaries out there where you can watch special effects experts and biologists and um and all kinds of forensic people you know pick that thing apart but uh so i there's no need for me to get into that level of detail but i will simply say that just to my eye As a guy who, for one thing, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I'm certainly not an Academy Award-winning filmmaker. (laughs) But then again, neither was Roger Patterson. Uh, But I do know enough about how uh, film technology works and special effects. I watch a lot of movies. Um, And, you know, I'm constantly looking at paranormal stuff, weird things. I'm analyzing things. I'm thinking about things. I'm taking... 3D uh images and uh, virtual reality stuff and I mean I'm always doing this and um at this point 50 years later um uh, it it really does I mean if I had to bet on it I think I would say that yes I know that scientifically speaking the odds are far against this being real but uh it it feels and looks authentic to me now I'm not saying that it is, but just going off of what I have to look at, um, that's just my instinct, my my first sort of um, gut reaction when I see that. So I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe you look at it and you, you have a different opinion. But, um, I you know, I, I, I've, I don't think I've ever met anybody who has said to me, like, look, that's obviously a guy in a gorilla suit. It, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to be, that type of a cookie cutter caricature, um because we all know what that looks like. I mean, look at Chewbacca, you know, I mean, the Patterson Bigfoot looks a lot more real than Chewbacca does. So anyway, that's my opinion on it. Fifty years later, um I think the debate will rage on forever until you know, maybe someday we'll get a body. If not, then uh I'm gonna keep saying it's an interdimensional, and it's just not here most of the time. So that's uh, it for today. Uh, as usual, it's a busy October day, lots to do. Hope things are going well for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying curious. Remember, if you want to uh, subscribe, go to joshuapwarren.com. You can click the link at the top that will send you to the uh, podcast. You can subscribe through iTunes, through Stitcher. um, There are all kinds of different ways. Or follow me on Twitter, and I will post as often as I can when I have a new one for you. But uh, as you know, it's called Joshua P. Warren Daily, because I crank one of these out at least once per day. All right. uh, Thanks for staying curious, and I'll talk to you again soon.